Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. This is BRN AM for Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. And our top story today, high cholesterol isn't always a cause for alarm. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Dr. Christopher Davis is the founder and CEO of Reveal Vitality. Dr. Davis, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. All right. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. And, and look, there, I think there's a lot of information out there about cholesterol. And I think we want to set the record straight that, uh, about, about this and, and so people have a better understanding when they go to their general practitioner. Uh, before we get into good, bad, and different, can you just describe what cholesterol is? I think I basically know what it is, but I probably need yeah, an expert's yeah. uh, definition. Yeah. So cholesterol is a uh, fatty molecule that's in our body. The liver actually makes cholesterol. Um, um, so it's a lipid molecule in our body. Uh, and I think we oftentimes, I think one of the things that just to get started is we oftentimes think about lipids or fat uh, as something that's uh, always bad. But the, the truth of the matter is, you know, we have cholesterol in our body uh, and it serves some very important purposes, um, i.e. cholesterol is the backbone for all of our hormone synthesis, right? So all of the hormones from your testosterone to estrogen to progesterone and, and other hormones are actually uh, originate from the cholesterol molecule. Um, cholesterol is also the backbone of what kind of lines all of our uh, nerve cells and neurons are, are largely made from cholesterol. So cholesterol is a very important molecule. However, once cholesterol is changed in, in our body into a, uh, a more uh, problematic form, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, uh, shortly, it can become a problem. Yeah, and, and, and there are two, basically two types of cholesterol. You know, again, I'm not a doctor, you are, but uh, LDL and HDL, and I think LDL is the, that's the bad cholesterol, right? The, the bad cholesterol, and HDL is the good cholesterol. We're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a great. This is a really great topic. I'll be honest with you, um, Jeff. This is just. I mean, everybody listening to this. This is a super important topic because we've all learned that the LDL is our bad cholesterol and yep. HDL is our good cholesterol. But the truth of the matter is, not all LDL is bad cholesterol, and not all HDL is good cholesterol. Uh, and so the other thing we've learned is about these ratios, and they come in, and patients talk about their ratios. And the truth be told, we, we're in a we're in a place today where technology and science has advanced way beyond just looking at good and bad cholesterol. We need to know our cholesterol particle sizes and particle numbers. So LDL comes in large, buoyant molecules, and it comes in small, dense molecules. Um, HDL, same thing. HDL comes in larger particles and smaller particles as well. Um, the, the key here is one has more implication that when it comes to atherosclerosis or plaque buildup in the artery than the other, particularly with the LDL that we call bad. Well, those small dense particles have much more of, of, a, of, a, of a, a much more of a problem with respect to causing atherosclerosis or plaque buildup as opposed to those large buoyant LDL molecules. And so, you know, when you go to your physician, I would encourage everybody listening again that you don't just settle for a regular lipid panel. A standard lipid panel is, I tell my patients this, and I'm going to say it again, a standard lipid panel is worth nothing to me um, because if your cholesterol is 250 or 150 or 350, I really don't know what your risk is by looking at a cholesterol number. So understanding the size of those particles is really important. And, and how much of the cholesterol in our bodies is attributable to our diet? So when I was growing up as a little boy in the 1970s, and 80s, the doctor would say, don't eat eggs, eat one egg a week. 
And now I think the thinking has, has changed. But how much is our diet, what we consume every day, related to the number or the makeup of our cholesterol? Yeah. So another really, really good question. You got some really good questions here. Um, so the truth of the matter is um, the your body, our bodies make most of the cholesterol in our body. Okay. Um, yes. Some, some of it we do absorb. So it depends on how much we're eating. However, that really is variable. Um, there are specific, uh, there are people, there's a test called Boston heart. Uh, they actually look at cholesterol particles and there are certain people who are, are called hyper producers. And there are some people who are called hyper absorbers. So if you're one of the people who is a hyper absorber, meaning that if you're eating the eggs and other things that are higher in cholesterol, you're going to absorb more of that cholesterol and the cholesterol will go up. If you're not a hyper absorber, a lot of times the cholesterol won't go up, even if you're eating a higher um, a higher uh, cholesterol diet, i.e. you're eating the foods that, uh, you know, have more of the cholesterol. I mean, you know, eggs and butter and other things with, the, with these saturated fats in them. That doesn't necessarily mean that your cholesterol is going to go up tremendously. In fact, we know that people who are on a ketogenic diet, a lot of times cholesterol doesn't go up at all and you're eating lots of cholesterol. Now, there's a lot of individual variability that goes into that. And a lot of it has some genetic components. Other things has a lot to do with my, your microbiome or the, your gut micro, um, your uh, microflora. So there are a lot of components that go into how much what I eat, how much cholesterol that I consume contributes to my actual cholesterol number. Yeah. Well, Dr. Davis, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about high cholesterol, good, bad, and also how you can test your cholesterol. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Welcome back. We're joined this morning by Dr. Christopher Davis of Reveal Vitality. Dr. Davis, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Have great, great being here again. Yeah, it's a great conversation. Uh, I want to ask you about inflammation, and, and we talk about that uh, a lot in a lot of different contexts, 
How, what role does inflammation play as it relates to cholesterol? Well, absolutely. I think that one of the things that we, we talked about, the importance of understanding the cholesterol at a different level, understanding the size of those cholesterol particles. But the other important component of assessing cardiovascular risk or heart risk, a particular risk for vascular disease, is in the, the importance of inflammation. Because inflammation is what changes that cholesterol molecule okay, into a form that actually will more likely be absorbed into that vessel wall. Um, there's another molecule called oxidized LDL. Uh, and essentially what that is, is an LDL particle that's been changed. I call it kind of getting rusty. If you think about oxidation of a metal pipe, um, I, I use that analogy with my patients because now we're kind of getting rusty inside. And so these cholesterol molecules also now, the LDL is now oxidized. And that oxidized LDL marker is truly another high-risk marker. Uh, and so inflammation, heart disease doesn't happen without inflammation. We know that the hallmark of uh, coronary artery disease or blockages in the artery revolves around inflammation uh, in that vessel. So that's the immune system over-responding and causing uh, part of that plaque buildup in the artery as well. So there are multiple inflammation markers. And what goes hand in hand with this advanced lipid panel are inflammation, is an inflammation panel. And both Quest and LabCorp, um, the two big labs in the United States, offer these um, advanced lipid testing with the inflammation markers. And so there's a few other ones um, one's called lipoprotein phospholipase A2, um, myeloperoxidase CRP. This is a panel of these inflammation markers that really will give your doctor a better assessment of your risk for heart disease. And not only risk, as you, if you, as you start to um, pursue whatever treatment modalities, it also gives you a way of following whether these things are getting better. Yeah, and, and the way I, I hear you describing this, to me, it's almost like seeing this in three dimensions as opposed to two dimensions with the, with, which, with the basic panel. Doctor, can I ask you uh, about the cardiac uh, calcium scoring? Uh, that's another test that I know I have had, I, and I have no, just for the record for the audience, I have no known heart issues, but I wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm a curious guy. I take my health seriously and I got a cardiac score. How important does that show anything when you think about three dimensions? Does that test help you as a practitioner? Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you, again, we'll start with the, your question about the cardiac calcium score. So calcium is a surrogate marker for coronary artery disease, or again, the blockages in the arteries, meaning the higher the calcium score, the more likely that you have a significant coronary disease. Now, I will tell you, um, calcium score, you can have calcium that is on the outside of the artery. That doesn't necessarily mean that there is a 90% blockage uh, in, the, in the artery. Um, calcium scores are a great place to start with respect to risk assessment. But really, um, again, the science and technology has evolved to the point where now, for my patients, I get the advanced lipid testing with the uh, inflammatory markers that we talked about. But I also get what's called a CT angiogram, okay? A CT angiogram is actually a CAT scan, the same scan that we use to get the uh, calcium score, but we actually do give a little bit of IV contrast so we can get a 3D reconstruction of the heart and we get a picture of the heart. And on top of that, over the past, probably in the last four or five years, there's a new technology out called Clearly, um, C-L-E-E-R-L-Y, and clearly uses AI to reconstruct these vessels so that you can look inside the vessels and look at plaque morphology, meaning that what type of plaque do I have or blockage do I have? And is it a calcified plaque? Is it a non-calcified plaque or is it a low density plaque? And all three of those type of plaque morphologies have different implications. 
A low density plaque is a very high risk plaque, meaning that more risk of rupture, more risk of causing a heart attack. So being able to tell that with the technology we have now has really changed my job as a cardiologist and being preventative has totally changed now, being able to look at advanced lipid testing, inflammation, and the CTA with clearly. Yeah, and I, I was going to ask you just to kind of end the conversation and, and end the show, and I could talk to you for hours and we'll bring you back. Um, you mentioned preventative medicine and so much of what we have done in the past, and I'm not denigrating doctors, has been reactive. Hey, you have this, let's do X. We're in a position now, and you as a cardiologist is a perfect example. Heart disease is one of the biggest killers among men and women in this country. Probably globally, it's a, it's a huge killer. We have the ability to prevent catastrophic heart disease and, and heart events. And all it takes is to do these tests, which I presume, doctor, a lot of them are probably covered by our health insurance providers. Yeah, so a lot of those, a lot of the things we discussed today are absolutely covered by health providers. Um, we just have to get our providers to start ordering those tests. And I will say one thing, I'm going to leave us a bone for the next conversation, because one other very important part of this uh, talk about preventative heart uh, disease is that even if we detect disease early, we have to start looking at the underlying root causes of the disease. And 90% of the time, it's not the cholesterol itself. I talked about having oxidized cholesterol. So the bigger question is, what's causing me to have this oxidation? What's causing me to be rusty inside in general? So the same thing, instead of just kind of focusing on the heart, a lot of the issue comes with systemic inflammation, systemic oxidative stress. And for example, one of the more common causative uh, factors that are contributing to the heart disease are things like environmental toxins, heavy metals like mercury and lead and uh, cadmium and arsenic and all these other pesticides and herbicides. I mean, the testing that I do, I can show you all these things, but I just want to leave you guys with this. If you find disease, we need to start looking at the underlying sources of why this is happening and, and also optimizing your underlying um, metabolic profile so that this oxidative stress doesn't take over. Yeah. And, and I, so I, I like the conversation about the prevention because that, that prevention is actually going to reduce healthcare costs for all of us going into Absolutely. the future. Because all we do is everyone complains about healthcare costs, but they'll go down if we start taking care of things in advance of them becoming problems. Dr. Davis, Absolutely. we're going to have to leave it there. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me so much. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRN AM. We'll have a very special guest. And of course, just the facts. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.